Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. And our special guest today is Matt Alderton. Uh, Matt is from Sydney, Australia. He's the CEO and founder of BX Networking. He's a serial entrepreneur and business expert with over 40 industry awards, including Business Person of the Year and winner of the Australian Business Champion Awards, two years running. Over the past decade, Matt has founded and grown a dozen six- and seven-figure businesses, generating over $100 million in revenue, and he currently runs the fastest-growing business networking organisation in Australia, New Zealand, the US, Canada, and the Baltic region. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Lindsay. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. And today, we're going to be talking on the top five tips for business networking, So hit us up. What's tip number one? Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, Tip number one for anybody doing or thinking about doing networking would be that networking is a marketing activity. I guess what happens is, and I talk to a lot of people doing networking, and I ask them, you know, why have you thought about doing network? Why are you doing networking? And the response generally is, oh, I need more sales. And so what happens is we start thinking of networking as a sales activity. How do I get more sales? How do I get more sales? And what that does is that wears a completely different cap to what we're going to put on if we're marketing our business. Um, And to put it simply, think of it like this. Basically, your marketing in your business is a funnel. There's a very big open end at the top of the funnel where all of your opportunities fill that funnel. But at the pointy end, we've narrowed that down to people that are actually interested in buying. And those people that are interested in buying are the ones that you're going to be selling to. In fact, if your marketing funnel is really good, you don't even have to sell to those people. They're just ready to buy. So marketing is very much like that. And networking is essentially like that as well. Um, A a good analogy I often use is comparing networking to your Google advertising. You've got two types of Google advertising. You can do your Google AdWords and um, they're the, the quick opportunities opportunities that happen uh, by pumping money into Google and getting um, instantaneously popped to the top of those rankings as ads. But if you do the hard yards and you build organic SEO, search engine optimization into your website, that's a longer term game, sometimes six months, 12 months and beyond to increase you in those organic rankings. That's networking. Networking is not the short-term sale. It's a long-term marketing activity that generates you as the top of the list, people that think of you immediately when their friends, family, contacts, and partners need uh, those things that you sell. Um, And people organically in a room of of, uh, um, in a networking room will refer to you um, if they think of you when they're in front of your ideal clients. But most importantly, they're going to connect you with people that are your ideal referral partner. And we'll talk about some of that in some of the additional tips as well. But my my top tip is networking <laughs> is a marketing activity. So, Matt, how many networking groups should you belong to? Some people I know, they're networking. They're out morning, noon and night going to events and functions. I mean, is there, a, is there an ideal number? Totally. Is it 100? I believe networking is an inclusive activity. So the more networking you do, the more opportunities you're going to create for yourself. So never think of networking as I should only ever do one and give that everything. Because what you're doing is you're limiting the opportunities that you can bring into that 
that particular room of people. You want to create opportunities for people in the room. That's your role in the networking room. And if everybody's thinking that way, everyone's creating opportunities for each other. So the more networking we do, the more opportunities we can create for other people. So my suggestion for people, if maybe if you're starting out and you're engaging in networking as one of your key marketing activities, then I would probably be part of one, two, or three networks. And are you going to balance it according to your time? And as you grow and scale and you're getting more opportunities, and your business is growing and maybe you're bringing on some BDMs, you might be getting you know six figures, moving towards seven figures, you've got some salespeople working for you, then instead of you doing all the networking, you might be part of one key network uh, because you want to be around people that um, you know, are going to lift your average. But what you also want to do is have your BDMs working um, through other networking organizations as well. And they might be part of one, two or three other networks as well. And you're spreading that out across that and still growing those partnerships and those opportunities. But definitely more than one room because you want to add value to every room you're in by introducing more people into those local rooms. Okay, so Matt, at, at the beginning, you started saying networking is a marketing activity and is not a selling activity. And that kind of segues well into the second of your tips. Absolutely. Um, so my second tip is don't sell. Now, there's a caveat here because people buy from you out of a networking room. That happens organically, but it happens when you don't sell. Most people come in and they start selling, you know, start flicking business cards at each other. They start talking about um, their products and services. And when someone's like, oh, I'm probably not interested in that, they move on and they're on to the next person. So what we need to think about is, hey, if no one here in this room buys my product, that's okay. Because the opportunities outside the room are huge. So what we've got is if you think of networking as like a triangle, an upside down triangle, the end client opportunities in your actual room are very small, the small pointy end of the triangle. So there's no point really worrying about that as a source of new business. The next level up, the middle third of the triangle, or the middle portion of the triangle, um, there's more opportunities there than there are at the pointy end. Uh, but that's really kind of like your direct referrals. That's like if Lindsay and I are regularly networking together in a networking room, as we do, uh, and somebody says to me, I'm looking for a keynote speaker for a conference that I'm doing, I'm like, oh, I know the perfect person who talks about sales and disc and all sorts of stuff. And I would directly, because I'm seeing Lindsay all the time, I'd, I'd immediately have Lindsay top of mind. So I just refer to Lindsay straight away because I see Lindsay regularly in my networking room. Yeah, we're all going to do that for our uh, fellow networkers when we think, um, because we're thinking of them, we see uh, someone that needs their product or service, we're going to refer to them. That's a direct referral. Some opportunities, more than the end client, uh, but still, that's not the icing on the cake. That's not the true value of networking. The true value is that top level, that massive big top of the triangle, and that is for the referral partnerships. And what we're doing is in a, in a networking room, we're looking for those opportunities to find referral partnerships, and they've got tons of clients that need our services. And so, therefore, if we can connect each other up with referral partners, we're going to have a ton of ongoing new business that's going to create many, many opportunities for our business to grow. Okay, mate. That's um, I, I love this whole concept of don't sell. I, I can't. The number of times I've walked into a room and 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 someone's tried to sell me something in the first five minutes, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? What's tip number three? Well, tip number three is and, uh, leading straight in from my last point there as well. Tip number three is 
to build partnerships. And so, as I mentioned, this is the top of the triangle, the, the big, broad base of the triangle that's got lots of opportunities. And partnerships, the kinds of partners that we're trying to find through a networking room are referral partners. And we do this generally through the introduction round. At most networking events, you get the opportunity to introduce yourself and your business. So when you stand up and you tell people who you are and what you do, most people in a networking room these days will still pitch for an end client. So if you know someone that needs bookkeeping services, please send them my way because I'm a great bookkeeper. Yeah, that's pitching to the room basically or pitching for direct referrals. What we need to do is think about the possibility of referral partnerships. So if I'm a bookkeeper, I'm going to think about who out there, what other businesses are serving the same types of clients that I'm serving. So my clients, where else are they spending their money with? So if my client, I'm a bookkeeper, I've got a business owner as the client, my business owner client um, is probably doing some digital marketing, they might have a business coach. Um, So those kind of services that they're spending their money with. Now, if I think about them, those other businesses are going to be great referral partners. So if I say, hey, I'd love a connection to a digital marketer because the digital marketer is also working with lots of small business owners, helping them grow and scale. And as a, as a bookkeeper, I'm helping my clients save money and grow and scale as well. So we don't compete with each other, but we've certainly got the same types of clients. And there's a great opportunity for collaboration between the two of us to help each other find more of each other's clients for each other. So that's, that's that referral partner opportunity. If you ask for that, when you're doing your 40-second introduction or your introduction at a networking event, you're going to get people introducing you to your ideal referral partners. And the beautiful thing about that is a great referral partner is thinking about you all the time because you're having regular conversations with them. And because you're top of mind with them, and likewise, they're top of mind with you, when you're in front of their ideal client or they're in front of yours, they'll think of you and they'll refer directly to you. And because they're in front of your ideal clients all the time, because that's their client base, There's an ongoing steady stream of new business that's going to flow your way. And that's why there's so many opportunities to do and build referral partnerships through networking and build your business that way, as opposed to just finding an end client here and there. I'm assuming with a referral partner, then you'd need to spend time with them to educate them about what you do so that they know who to look for and and who to send your way. Absolutely. So if, if you've been introduced to a... Um, business coach or you know, another business that's your ideal referral partner. The, the goal is that you need to build some commitment level in here. And this is this is part four of my, of my top tips here today uh, because you actually need to commit to that ongoing uh, partnership really to make sure that you and your partner are together on a regular basis. Like I said, when Lindsay and I are in the room on a regular basis and someone needs a keynote speaker, I think of Lindsay. You want your referral partners to think of you, which means you need to be having conversations with your referral partners on a regular basis. So I recommend from a commitment perspective that we spend about 10 minutes every two weeks with our referral partners. Um, and how that generally looks is it's a quick 10-minute phone call. It's, it's a low commitment because the return that you get from a referral partnership is very high. It's about 20000 bucks a year per referral partner on average. Um, and that's pretty consistent across all the case studies we've, do- we've done, as well as all of the ones we've done through our partners as well. We know that it's about 15, 20K up there towards the 20K on pretty much every single referral partner. So if you're catching up with your referral partner for 10 minutes every two weeks, so let's say 20 odd times a year, we take a few holidays here and there, 
that sort of averages out to be a thousand bucks a phone call. So to me, I always think every time I'm having that 10 minute convo with my referral partner, I'm adding a thousand dollars worth of new revenue to my business. Yeah. I'm banking that marketing bucks straight into my account then and there. Yeah. That's the way we should think of that's the, how the return on investment works with networking, but you've got to build the commitment in because we want that referral partner to think of us when they're in front of our ideal clients. And they'll only do that if we're in front of them on a regular basis. And we know two weeks is that ideal time frame to build that regularity so that we are top of mind with them and they're top of mind with us. Uh, so when they're sitting in front of them, we're the first person they think of. So you need to commit to that on a regular basis, um, on a fortnightly basis with your referral partner. Um, and and build that into your diary, your plan, your, your marketing strategy. So you might have five to 10 great, referral partners uh, that you're working with and you're you're on the phone to these referral partners, that's a six-figure return on investment for your time in networking. And all you got to do is commit five to 10, 10-minute calls every two weeks. So that's two or three every week if if you've got five referrals. It's five calls a week. So less than an hour's worth of work to generate, you know, up to $200,000 on average that you would get from those referral partners. Um, and when people start to measure it like that, they're like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I should build that commitment into my diary, my plan for networking. So, Matt, can I ask you a question? You mentioned, you know, small business and business coaches and a few other things along the way. And so, obviously, you, you know, you've started and running the the largest or the fastest growing, you know, networking group at the moment. How, what, what part of industry or what, you know, small, medium, large, whatever you want to call it, however you classify businesses really benefits the most from like formalized networking? Yeah, that's a great question. And we often get asked by people who are coming along what type of businesses are represented in our rooms. Um, And it really is fascinating because when we went back and we sort of analyzed um, segments of our database and our membership, and we looked at the kinds of people that are in our network, um, you know, the percentage flow of different segments of the market and the different types of market was almost reflective um, within percentage points, single-digit percentage points of the Australian scope of businesses across all of Australia. Um, you, you know, so we've got some businesses that do over 100 million through our network. You know, we've got a bunch that do between 10 and 100 million. We've got an, um, a bigger bunch that do between 2 million and 10 million. Um, but the probably the most amount of businesses are um, floating somewhere between about 50k and 250k um, and probably about 80 percent are sitting in there and I, and I thought wow it's a lot of businesses that are sitting in that space there but when you compare that to what's in Australia um, and this is a pretty common statistic globally as well uh, but when you compare it to what's uh, um, the types of businesses that are in Australia that that pyramid that you look at in terms of the types of businesses, the number of businesses, it's exactly the same when you go, here's Australia and here's our network. Um, and I would say that's just because, it, you know, we're capturing um, opportunities for all those different elements of business as well. Um, but the benefits are different, I think, as well. So, I, I you know, I think of, um, so one of our um, 100 million plus businesses, West Fund Insurance, um, we obviously don't have the CEO of West Fund Health Insurance coming along to our meetings. Um, I'm sure they're very busy in, in their role, um, but they do have BDMs across their network. So they have a bunch of BDMs that travel across our network and, and go to events and participate. Um, and they're always looking for different types of opportunities um, than, say, your startup um, that's just, you know, 
know, that's, um, you know, started yesterday in their business or started last year in their business, different type of opportunity they're looking for. Um, and they're an employee base compared to a business owner type of person. Uh, but I know to me, it's kind of an interesting um, scenario. I think people join BX uh, or networking because they're looking for the sale and often they go, okay, I'm starting to see the bigger picture. I'm starting to see that, you know, it's not about sales, it's about marketing, but what keeps them in networking is the community. So it's not about necessarily the marketing, the sales, the opportunities that are happening. That sort of pays its way through the value that returns from an ROI perspective. But what keeps people coming back to networking rooms is the community because they realize that to be their their best, at their best, and to run a successful business, they have to hang around with other successful business owners. And typically what happens is, you know, if we take our advice from our family and friends on how to run a business, unless they're running a business, the advice is going to be all wrong. Uh, In fact, with the statistic that, you know, 50% of businesses fail within 12 months, 80% are going to fail within uh, five years, and 96% will fail within 10 years, you know, you've got to be pretty selective who you get your advice from anyway. You really want to be taking your advice from the 4%. Now, when I survey our members and ask how long they've been in business for, the number of people that are 10 years and beyond is probably about 40% of our network, which shows you if 4% normally fail within 10 years and 40% of our network is actually 10 years or older, it means that we're 10 times more successful from a business perspective in our room. Now, I don't take the credit for that. I'd love to because they've been around a long time, probably longer than BX as a business has been around. But what I know is that we attract great people. We have great people in a network who attract more great people. And the people that join and hang around with those great people are going to run better businesses as a result of it, just through osmosis. They're going to learn, engage, and, and become friends with people. Um, and they're going to get great benefit from just being in that community. And I think that's the true value, that probably the immeasurable value of being part of a networking group. Excellent. So let's move on now to the last tip. Tip number five. What have you got for us? My my last tip is discipline. And this is probably a tip that transcends networking. It is a my and I did business coaching for a number of years, and I, I don't do any coaching, um, paid coaching specifically now. But I, um, if if I had to pick one thing that would determine a business's success or not, it's discipline, and it's probably daily discipline. Most business owners, and I said four percent are successful. The four percent that are successful are disciplined business owners. Um, if I had to sort of think about the the mindset of most business owners and the personality type of most business owners, they're probably quite creative people. Yeah, they've got a, a vision, they've got a business idea, they're excited about it, they're passionate about it. Um, but that creates a highly distracted person. Um, I'm talking from experience with myself here and many people that I know. And what happens is because we're enthusiastic, passionate, we've got ideas coming, you know, out of every orifice, we we, we can get distracted pretty easy, which means we need to have great discipline in our daily actions. And this transcends networking, as I said, but it's very important in networking as well, which just means we need to determine what are the daily disciplines we need for our networking to be successful and for our business to be successful. And successful business owners are just focused more on more of the right stuff at the right time. Uh Business owners that are not successful and people that are probably generally not successful or less successful in life are easily distracted and not focused on the right things at the right time. If we just do more of the right stuff, 
will have more chance of success. Um, and I see people, you know, doing things like, you know, getting lost in their emails and getting lost in this and, you know, distracted on Facebook and, and their social media and doing all this other stuff. What are the top three things that I need to do today to make myself and my business successful? If I just knock those three things over and then enjoyed the rest of the day doing all the other stuff that I love doing, then you'd run a successful business. We just don't have a clear idea of what those top three things are every day, every week, every month, so that we're focused, we're loads of focused on moving forward in the right direction. And that's what that discipline's about. So those disciplines for the daily actions, those disciplines for connecting with your referral partners every fortnight. You know, if you've got 10 referral partners, you can do it all in one day um, each fortnight or you could split it up across a fortnight. What are the daily disciplines you can do to make sure your business and your networking is successful? What meetings am I going to go to? Booking them in, committing to those, making sure you're there every, if it's a networking at a BX event, they're on every two weeks. So committing that into your diary and turning up every two weeks. If you turn up here and there, how are the other members in the room going to perceive your commitment to them to be able to refer to you? And, you, you know, if you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm not really getting anything out of this, how often are you in the room? If you're expecting referrals from people who never see you, you're probably hoping for something that's never going to eventuate. So build the commitment and discipline to turning up and people will build the discipline and commitment to you to refer to you. So it all flows from how people perceive you. But really, it starts with um, the daily actions that we take. So discipline to me is, is the most important thing any business owner can do in their business on a daily basis. Brilliant. Well, uh, part of our discipline is that we try to keep our interviews tight and we're out of time, Matt. So um, it's been really interesting. Should our listeners want to get in touch with you and maybe explore attending a BX networking meeting or just to hang out with you, ask you a question, what's the best way for them to do that? Fantastic. Well, you can find out all about BX through our website, bxnetworking.com. Jump on there. There's a whole bunch of things. There's some resources you can download about networking and that as well, some tips and how to plan your present, your 40-second pitch or your, your networking pitch and things like that. So jump on and download those resources. Um, but for your audience here today and listeners here today, we would love to offer them the opportunity to experience BX for the first time. So we'll shout you break your lunch or dinner at one of our events or you can jump onto one of our events. And um, come along for free at my shout. And um, we'll share a link with you guys through the show notes. So you can jump onto the website show notes there and, and you can um, access that link. It'll be there um, as long as the show's live. It'll be there. So um, indefinitely, I'd say. And um, you'll be able to book into any of our events now and in the future to experience your first event complimentary. Thank you very much, Matt. And uh, it's been a, an interesting day talking about five tips for networking, things that, that you know, you always think of pretty evident and suddenly you go wow actually they need to be formalized they need to be discussed so thank you very much uh, matt alderton from sydney from bx networking thank you to my co-host lindsay adams this is rail bricker from perth western australia signing off for another edition of the top five podcast <music>